You are listening to the Hustle Fearlessly podcast. I'm your host, Fabiola Giordani. If you're here, you're ready to learn how to leverage your expertise to build wealth and create more freedom. On this show, you can expect practical mindset advice, actionable marketing tips and strategies to build a business that brings in more profit, more ease, and more freedom. Let's dive in. Hey, gorgeous. Welcome to episode number 31 of the Hustle Fearlessly podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to plan to get paid well in 2024. And yes, I know right now you're probably listening to this in 2024 and you've probably already planned, but trust me, this episode is going to be good for you because we're going to talk about the four keys to get paid well in 2024. That's going to help you elevate what you already plan for your business. And if you have a plan, this is perfect. It's going to help you lay the foundation for your planning for the new year. Now, I want to set this expectation that this is not the step-by-step process for planning itself. We're not just talking about the money and stuff like that, but I'm going to give you the four key things that have allowed me and my clients to win in the game of making more money in our businesses. Okay. And it's not just your standard advice that you're going to get anywhere else. So stick around. This episode is going to be really juicy to help you uh, just earn more money in the new year. Okay. And so this actually will work for you no matter when you're listening to this episode. I just want to say that. So if you're listening to this a different year, just listen, trust me, you're going to get a lot of value out of it. Okay. Now, what does planning or what does getting paid well mean in the literal sense? Yes. Making more money, getting paid well as the expert that you are. Right. But my definition of getting paid well after years of being an entrepreneur and having a very interesting journey is I realized for me, the definition of getting paid well looked like doing what you love, working with people that you enjoy working with, having more ease, more flow and more freedom so that you can live a full life. Essentially being able to do what you love and getting paid well while enjoying the process and your life as well, right? Because we can all create money, which we all are, but when we're not doing it in a way that is in line with what we deem to be successful, what we believe success will look like for us, then it's really like a lot harder to enjoy the journey and the process, right? And so that's what I want to cover in this episode is what are the four key things you need to have in place, both in the literal sense, but in an energetic sense in order for you to make more money in your business and still enjoy a full life, okay? So let's dive into today's episode with the top two questions that you want to have whenever you're planning anything, whether you're planning for the year, the quarter, you're planning for a marketing campaign or a launch. I want you to ask yourself these two questions as like the standard before you start planning anything. Okay. Number one, what capacity do you have for what you say you want to accomplish? Now you might look at this as a negative question, but I think of it as a positive question. Here's why. When I say capacity is not for you to evaluate, okay, well, I'm going to leave this goal for another time because I don't feel like I can handle it. That's not what I mean. When you ask yourself what capacity you have, you can then open up the space to evaluate, okay, I may not have the like physical capacity right now. I just feel so tired. I don't, I want to accomplish this goal, but I don't feel like I'm ready for it. But then you can ask yourself, what do I need to have in place in order for that to happen? Who do I need to hire to help me implement this? What systems do I need to implement in order for this to happen, right? Because capacity, yes, for your mental, physical, emotional state, but it doesn't always have to rely 100% on you in order for you to reach the goal that you desire, right? And so when you ask yourself that capacity question, it opened up the space and the door for you to really think about, 
Um, what are some other ways that you can still reach your goal without you having to burn yourself out, okay? So again, what capacity do you have to accomplish the things that you say that you wanna accomplish, the goals that you want to accomplish? So if you don't have the exact bandwidth, then you might need to hire someone, set up a system, automate a few things, or do all of it in order for you to reach that goal, okay? Second thing that you want, the second question is, are your business goals in alignment with the lifestyle that you say you want to have, right? When you think about the way that you want to work, right? Are you working in the way that you want to work in your business? Are you um, showing up in the way that you want to show up? How do you want to feel, right? Both in the sense of as you're doing the work, as you're marketing, as you're showing up, as you're supporting your clients, but also at the end of the year, right? At the end of the year, when you look at the body of work that you've created in the world, the impact that you've made, how do you want to feel? And so when you think about those those goals, are they in alignment with the lifestyle that you say that you want to have? And that lifestyle includes the way that you work. It includes how you manage your health. It includes your mental health. It includes all the things, right? Not just the, I'm traveling, I bought this house and all the stuff, that all that matters. But overall, the sense of enjoyment that you have throughout your life, throughout this year, are your business goals in alignment with that? So for example, if you say, I want more white space on my calendar, but I also don't want to make less money for that to happen. Do you need to raise your rates? Do you need to introduce a digital product where people can buy it on their own and do it on their own? Like, what do you need to have in place when you look at it overall? Like, based on the lifestyle you say you want to have or you want to enjoy more of, what do you need to have in place, right? So for me, this year, what I really want to focus on is more quality time with my family and friends. And quality time, not just like, we're going out to eat. Like, I feel like we're always in front of food and I, I don't really enjoy that much, right? So I really want to go to museums and parks and and doing the things that I really, um, that they love to do, not just me. They love to do, but that I also enjoy doing with them. And even if I don't enjoy it, I want to just spend time with them. My point here is looking at that as a, a main goal for me and also my health goal, because I want to really shed the, the LBs that I have on this body, okay? Get in shape, get back to running. That's one thing I, I love to do. I wanna get back into that. And so looking at these goals that I have for my, my life, that means that I don't want to be always behind a desk. I don't want to always um, have something on my calendar where I can't go out and enjoy lunch with my friends on a Wednesday or go to um, you know a fun activity on a Friday with a friend or hang out with someone on a Monday. Notice that I don't work every day. Point here is, I know what I want and you know what you want. And so you want to make sure that these business goals are in alignment with that. And if not, then again, it goes back to that question, the capacity question, but also what do you need to have in place so that you can have what you want without sacrificing the goal. Okay. So let's dive into these four things, four steps that you need to have in place or you want to implement in order for you to get paid well in any year, especially this year. Okay. Number one. I want you to make decisions ahead of time. So you want to plan to reduce your decision fatigue, okay? So that you can focus on executing and showing up. Meaning, for example, you want to have a yearly marketing plan and a yearly calendar for your marketing mapped out with some wiggle room, of course, but you want to have an overall big picture of what you're going to focus on this year, right? This helps you focus your time and energy wisely, and it will also virtually guarantee that you reach your goals because you're not trying to solve for this new fun thing, right? So you know your core offers, you know what you're going to sell. And so that being said, you know that, hey, if you have a, a launch coming up in Q2, then you get to spend Q1 setting up yourself for success for Q2's launch, right? This will be the time that you would be growing your list, priming your people, doing all that stuff. So having a 
overall plan, a big picture, again, you don't have to map out the entire year in detail step by step. You can take it a quarter at a time, but at least understanding the overall big picture of what you want is going to help you get the clarity that you need in order for you to execute ahead of time. And that way you can make all these decisions ahead of time. So for example, when I tell my clients and when we work together in our VIP day and I set up their um, launch plans, for example, their marketing campaigns, what I always tell them while, while we're on the call, we make the decisions of what they're going to be doing ahead of time. So that when they look at the marketing plan, when it's delivered, all they're doing is showing up and execute. They're not trying to change anything because they already know that this is the process that's going to work for them. This is exactly how they want to show up. And this is exactly what's going to get them the results, right? And so let's say you're planning a launch. You know that you're going to be doing a webinar. You know that you're going to be sending emails. You know that you're going to be doing, you know, social posts. You're going to be running ads. So because you know these four things are going to happen, what are the steps you're going to take? The consistent ones, consistent steps you're going to take and stick to them, right? Because if not, then what happens when you're launching something? You get nervous, you start freaking out, and you're throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks, see who's gonna buy, right? But when you know the plan, you are focused, you've already made the decisions, all you have to do is trust, trust the process and keep going. And that's what I mean by plan to reduce your decision fatigue and make decisions ahead of time for this new year, is when you're looking at your goals, these are the goals I wanna accomplish, these are the 12 week, um, you know, my 90 day plan. And these are the action steps I'm going to take. I'm going to stay consistent with them until I see results, right? Because once you made those decisions, the only thing you need to focus your energy on is showing up for that. All right. Number two, the second thing you need to have in place or the second thing you need to do to get paid well this year is to plan to build your dream calendar. It's really important for you to put yourself first on your calendar. Oftentimes we don't do that. Um, we tend to wait to the last minute to plan vacations last, well, not everybody, but for, for most of us, especially entrepreneurs, we started our businesses for more freedom, but for, for most of us, we forget to build that freedom in because the truth is you are the boss. No one's going to give you vacation time. No one's going to encourage you to have more fun. You got to do that for yourself. And if it's not built in, it's not going to get done. And so for example, in my life, I actually took a calendaring um, workshop with a self-care mentor years ago, and she taught us like this process of calendaring, and I love it, and I still do it till to this day. And essentially is what do you want on your calendar? You need to add it. So I'm just gonna give you the, the cliff notes here. So for example, for me, I have the end of, the last week of every month is off in perpetuity. Like I, it's blocked off. You can't book account, book on my calendar, you can't, I'm not doing anything. Now I get to choose what I do with that week, whether it's resting, reading, relaxing, working, planning, whatever, I get to do that, right? But no one can control that week. That week belongs to me at the end of every month. I take Fridays off with the exception of every other Friday for um, podcast recording, right? So if I am doing, um, being a guest on someone's podcast, I prefer to do it on Friday because it's, an actual, it's a, already a day off for me. And so I have the capacity and the bandwidth to, to do what I can do on those calls, right? And so with that being said, but that's every other Friday, but that time is blocked off. Again, I get to choose. I put all my important dates, birthdays, anniversaries, parties. I set up my launches, right? So the truth is if you want white space on your calendar, then you need to add it. Now I wanna give you two extra steps that you need to take when it comes to building your dream calendar. Number one, Please plan for more fun. No one's going to come in and tell you that you need to have more fun in your business. Here's what it does for you. It serves as motivation towards what you desire and allows you to do life better, right? And so if you're not planning those vacations ahead of time, even if you don't know where you're going, even if you didn't buy a ticket yet, block that time off on your calendar. 
because it's important to you. You need rest, right? Um, you know, if you want to enjoy, you know, more time at the spa, build that in. I had a client who still today, every Monday is a spa day for her. She goes to the spa every Monday because what that does for her, it allows her to relax, get more creative. It just makes her feel good. And she shows up the the rest of the week as bad as she is because she has what she wants. She filled herself up, her cup up. Okay. So what do you need to fill your cup up? What fun do you need to have in place? One of the things that I tell my clients to do, especially when they're going into a launch is what is your reward at the end of the launch? You could do one in the beginning of the launch, the middle of the launch to get you motivated. And what's the thing that you're going to reward yourself with at the end of a launch? For me, it looks like, um, you know, taking time off, going on CEO retreats, things like that. And so what is going to be fun for you and implement that in? You get to decide. There's no judgment here. Just decide what that fun looks like and build that into your calendar. So while we love the flexibility of being able to travel and enjoy a spa day, if we don't build it into our routine, then it's a moot point, right? So that's how you're going to be able to enjoy the work that you do more and get more creatively inspired and lean into what's most important to you. Like, I can't tell you how many ideas that have earned me six figures just from going to a, I used to do these CEO retreats and I stopped them. They're solo retreats, right? Where I go to a hotel and locally or somewhere in Florida or even different cities and different states and just go enjoy time by myself or with some friends, right? Where I get to either work if I want to or just rest, which brings me to the second step that you want to build into your calendar is planning time to dream scheme and get creative okay because honey we all need that time as a ceo you need time to think yes i know we're always making decisions and thinking as creatives and entrepreneurs but you really need time downtime for you to think and you don't have to wait a month or a quarter to do that you could do it weekly for example every wednesday i take zero calls and i do nothing so I do absolutely nothing. It's my day off because on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm coaching. So I, and it, you know, if my calendar is booked up for that, but I, I rest because I also do more VIP days and less one-on-one like long-term coaching. So I don't have like every week someone's on my calendar, but I do take Wednesdays off non-negotiable for myself. Okay. And so make time for that, add that into your calendar. So I'm going to get back to those quarterly solo retreats. Sometimes I, I invite a friend to come along and we each get our own rooms and we get time together and then time apart. But for the most part, I'm going to get back to those quarterly retreats because they fill me up and they, they bring me more joy and I get to be more creative. And if you, even if you don't take a plane, you can still, you can still, um, you know, enjoy your, your city, right? Your state, et cetera. Just get back to resting, recharging, um, because that's going to be important for you to grow as a person or in this and a CEO. Okay. All right. So, which brings me to number three, this is really important. You want to give your money. Um, you want to follow more money energetics. Okay. More money energetics, because that's going to make a difference in your business. All right. So let's talk about this. You want to really show up in a positive energy with your money so yeah positive energy with your money so you want to follow these money energetics in order for you to make more money attract more money um let's dive in there are seven steps or seven steps to this money energetics process that i remember teaching this in this live workshop that i did it was called epic epic biz planning um and People loved it so much, okay? And so let's dive into these seven key 
steps, okay? And these are things you don't have to do every day, but you want to kind of do at least a few of them in your daily life. Number one, money loves being told what to do. So you want to give your money an assignment, okay? It's not just to take care of your bills, which these are everyday standard things you got to do anyways. But for example, you want to be able to assign your money for, I'm saving to buy a house, I'm saving to buy a car, I'm saving for my kid's college fund, I'm, I'm you know, paying for a private school for my kids or whatever that is for you. You want to give your money an assignment and money also loves fun things, which I'm going to get into that, but you want to assign your money something because the more that you're focusing on creating money, you want to have the money go somewhere. Money loves to flow as well, which is something I'm going to talk about. But when it doesn't have an assignment, it's not harder to make the money. It's not that you're not going to make money, but it's so much easier when your money knows that, hey, I have some place to go. Am I going to a bank account? Am I going to go buy jewelry? Like what specifically am I going to be doing? So money loves being told what to do and money loves an assignment. So one of the things I always tell people beyond your everyday standards, right? Because we know we're going to have to take care of these. What are some of the fun goals that you have? Write those down in detail and just let let the universe and God know that you want to receive money for these things, right? And this, be open to to assign your money to anything that you desire. There is nothing to be ashamed of if you want to take more vacations or to ball out and buy a big old house to get you a big old car. It doesn't matter. Do what you want to do, what makes you happy. The other thing I want to say around this is don't restrict yourself for what you desire because what you desire desires you back. And when you operate from that energy, it's going to create more of that for you. Okay. Which brings me to point number two, money appreciates gratitude. Now for all my Christians in the room, I'm not asking you to worship money. I am a Christian as well. That is not what I'm saying. I want to just clarify that because I know that someone out there is going to be like, girl, does anybody got time to be worshiping money? No, that's what I'm saying. I serve an abundant God and he wants you to be abundant as well. He is always pouring his favor over you. And when you appreciate and show gratitude towards your money, you're actually showing God gratitude and appreciation for all the things he's done for you. Okay. Now this may not be your ministry. I get it. I'm just addressing those in the room who might be like, girl, what? <laughs> yes. You want to show your money gratitude. You want to appreciate um, the money coming in, the abundance that you're getting. So I want you to express gratitude after you've paid your bills, buy, bought yourself coffee, um, after you've grabbed a meal, getting your groceries. Like these are important practices that you want to express. So one of my favorite statements um, when I spend money is I am so grateful that I was able to buy this coffee and I know that more money will come back to me tenfold. That number belongs to you however you want to say it, five, five X, you know, three X. But I'm always in the practice of gratitude to God for the money that I'm able to utilize to live my life, the money I'm able to earn. And so getting in the practice of, even if you just do it for your bills, it's okay. You're sitting down to pay your bills. Thank you, God, or for whoever. <laughs> Thanks, the universe, for providing me um, you know, access to these funds in order to take care of what I need to take care of. And I'm so excited for this to come back to me, not the bills, but the mo more money to come back to me in tenfolds. You wanna be specific, okay? Um, okay, number three, third thing when it comes to money energetics is money loves quality time. Again, before you're like, mm, I don't know what you're talking about, I don't want to do this, hear me out. What I mean by quality time is a lot of times we're not taking time to actually look at our money. How are we spending it, saving it, earning it, having fun with it, and making more of it? For most of us, we focus on how do we want to make more money in our businesses, and that is great. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. 
But for some reason, sometimes we don't give our money enough energy towards all the other things that money does for us, right? Because money loves movement. And so when we're not moving our money um, in a great way in our lives, then it does become a little stagnant. Meaning, one, I wanna share a story with you. So it was, I don't know how many years back, but when I first started my business as any new entrepreneur, every system, tool, process, membership that was offered to me, girl, I bought it, okay? I was like, yes. Give it all to me. I want all the success. I want all the blueprints. I want everything, right? Nothing wrong with investing in yourself. But along the way, I had a bunch of memberships and actual like business systems that I never used, never accessed, and never needed, right? Because for the most part, it's funny because I'm that girl who bought these things, but I'm also the person who's like, yeah, I would rather a group coaching program or one-on-one coaching with someone. And so I would never actually access a lot of these done-for-you things and these systems, right? Anyways. For months and years, actually, I was spending anywhere from three to five thousand dollars on these tools that I was never using. So when I decided to finally look at my money, because it's easy to make money and not look at how you're spending it, I sat down and I realized I was on average about five, excuse me, five thousand dollars I was spending on tools and memberships that I was never accessing and I never needed in the first place. And that's money that could be allocated other places in my business and in my life to grow my money, right? And so you wanna spend quality time with your money. And that looks like maybe doing like, my best friend and I do Money Mondays. So every Monday we look at our, our money, right? Not just how we're earning it, but also how we're spending it, how we're taking care of it, what we're allocating it to. Like this is important. You need to get into the flow of spending quality time with your money. If you wanna make more money, you wanna get paid well, you need to spend more quality time with your money. And your your goal here is to plug these money holes in your life and business in order for you to make more because that 5K was able to come back to me and invest in different ways, right? I can grow that 5K in different ways versus just throwing it down the toilet on things I was never gonna use, okay? So one of the things I want you to do for after you plan is actually look at your, your funds and what you're spending your money on, your expenses, and see whether or not there are things that you need to get rid of that you're no longer using. Okay, so brings me to number four with money energetics is money loves great energy and play. So you want to bring more playful energy into your creation, spending and um, sharing of money. Right. And so this is really, really important because I want to give you an example. Let's say you sign up for someone's webinar and you're watching it and they're like, man, they're like the Eeyore. from Winnie the Pooh, the Eeyore of presenters. They're like, oh my gosh, everything is just like, the energy is just bad. Even though you look at their offer and you're like, this offer is very good, but somehow something's not clicking for me, right? Would you wanna buy from that person? Because even if they're having a bad day, let's just say you look at that, that you look at the webinar, then you look at the sales page and like the conversation, the energy around what they're selling is just not feeling right. Even though you know you need what they're offering, you probably wouldn't buy from them, right? Because you want to be in a great flow of energy, no matter what you're learning, whether you're spending time with that person one-on-one in a group, or even if you're listening to their content in a done-for-you capacity, you don't want to be brought down. You don't want your energy to be brought down. Nobody does, right? So when it comes to your money, when it comes to the work that you're doing and how you're doing and how you're delivering, how you're showing up, even if you're not feeling great every single day, your thoughts, your energy should be focused on the positivity side of what you're doing, right? And so... One of the things I notice when people 
um, money's not flowing in the way that they want to, they always tell themselves, well, it's my prices. No one want to buy from me because it's my prices. Or there's not enough people um, in my market who wants this offer. Like my people, they can't afford this. That's also negative money energy that you don't want. That's not good, playful, fun energy. Like if you're saying that the audience that you've built have no money, not only have you wasted your time, but you're also sharing a lie. Because to be honest, people have money. You just haven't articulated why they need to spend that money. So you have to evaluate, okay, is it really them or is it me? Now it might be your audience. We don't know. But is it really them or is it really really me? Because in your audience, it has to be at least one or two or three or five people who wants what you have to offer. Here's my point here. Money loves great energy and money loves play. And so when you're not in a great playful energy, and energy is not just how you're feeling physically, because sometimes we're humans, we're not always going to feel physically well, but our thoughts are um, are the way that we're showing up. The belief that we have behind our offers needs to be positive. It needs to be great energy. It needs to be playful, right? And that also goes back to, are you doing work that you actually absolutely love? Are you delivering your work in a way that you love, right? Because you might love your work. You might love what you do, but you hate the way you're delivering it. When I first started my um, my current coaching business, I did not start originally as um, a business coach. I started doing brand work. So it was I had a brand agency where I was doing photography, web design, um, design overall, and I was offering brand strategy, right? And I loved being in this flow of talking about business, making money, marketing, branding. I love that. And I love the work that I was doing. But overall, I realized that was not what I wanted to do for a long time. Like I didn't want to keep doing that. It wasn't something that I was excited to do all the time. And so re recognizing that I was like, how can I deliver what I do, the strategy piece in a way that lights me up, gets my clients results and all the things. And that's when I decided I need to go forward with doing more coaching. So I eased my way out of done for you work, right? The way I was delivering the results to my clients and changed into doing more strategy, more coaching work, right? And so you want to decide, like the energy is, in all the different things, but you want to decide, am I delivering my work? Am I doing the work that I love in a way that I actually love? And if not, let's change that, right? All right. So this brings me to the next point. Money loves rewarding you on focusing on your genius. Like when you focus more on what you're really good at, money loves to reward you for that. So money always comes to you, come back to you when you use your skills and talents to help others, right? We know that. That's why we started our businesses. There was a gap. We wanted to fill it. We did it. And of course, we wanted our own way of doing things in the world, right? We want to create our own impact. And so as you already know, as an entrepreneur, you're getting paid for the skills and talents that you have. And that's amazing. But when we're not focusing heavily on our zone of genius, right? Not just in the using our skills and talents, but like I said earlier, I was so unhappy at a certain point. In the beginning, I was so excited. Yes, let's do branding and marketing. Let me do the done for you work. But eventually I was like, I don't want to do this long-term. I didn't enjoy it long-term. What I'm really good at is strategy and strategy implementation and helping my clients, clients shortcut through what's holding them back and getting results. Like I love helping you cut through the fluff and the BS, right? And so doing done for you work, as exciting as it was, as much money as I was making, I absolutely did not enjoy it as much as I do what I do now, like doing strategy. And I've gotten even better at it too. That's the other thing. When you think about um, the the rewarding of your, you know, tapping in more into your zone of genius and doing it in a way that you want to do it, you then get better at the thing that you're really good at. So when you think about money, remember that money re rewards you for 
focusing on your genius. And that looks like leaning into the skills and talents that you have, but most importantly, it also looks like um, doing it in a way that lights you up, right? Not what the world tells you it needs to be, not what others are doing because it sounds exciting for them, but not for you, okay? So which brings me to the last two points. Number six in money energetics is money loves movement. I talked about this a little bit earlier. So just think about how are you moving your money around? Money loves movement. Money loves being told what to do, which is like the number one principle, but it also loves movement. Your money doesn't want to be stagnant. So that means investing your money, whether it's investing in other things outside of your business, right? Not just coaching and things like that. But it also loves when you give money. So giving money with your whole heart, right? Um, sharing with others, that's also a really good way to receive more money, right? We're not doing it to receive, we're doing it because we want to, but it's a great way to, to earn more money and more ease and with our money, right? And so think about that when you look at your, your year, how are you giving to charities, giving to others, helping others in a way with your money? in a way that's aligned for you and that's, you know, tied to what you 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 love to do, okay? And last but not least, money loves ease and simplicity. I cannot stress this enough. If you take two, three things from here, okay, on the money energetics is giving your money an assignment, showing appreciation, actually four, spending quality time, and most importantly, this last one, okay? Money loves ease and simplicity, okay? Working harder is not gonna make you more money. Okay, you already know this, but I want to reiterate it because again, somehow in the journey, we started our businesses, we're making money, we're serving, we're building these incredible businesses, but we're not giving ourselves time and space to breathe, to think, to rest, and to enjoy life. And sometimes we make things harder than it needs to be. So understanding how to simplify the way you earn is important. Understanding how to leverage your time and efforts um, so you can make more money is important. So for example, here's a really good example that most people struggle with, especially solopreneurs. You are doing everything in your business right now. I totally get it. But at a certain point, you know that you need support, right? It would be better for you to hire an assistant this year, whether it's part-time, whether it's contractually, where someone could come in and batch some work for you, than it would be to waste more time and money. You're leaving money on the table, you know, tinkering with Canva and all these things that you don't necessarily shine from. It goes back to like how money loves to reward you for your genius. If you're spending time doing things that are out of your zone of genius, you're actually reducing your ability to make more money. So tinkering with Canva, tinkering on social media, when you know you are the creator, you love creating the content, but like setting it up, designing things in Canva, it just takes you too much time. Why are you doing it? Delegate that to somebody else. Automate that in a different way. There's all these now AI tools and things like that. So use what you have to take um, more of your time and energy back so that you can be rewarded for focusing on your genius. If your genius is going out to speak, right? If you, if, if you do one-on-one -on -one work and you're a great orator and it's so much easier for you to get on a stage, teach something, talk, you know, do your talk and sell your offer. Why aren't you leaning more into that? For example, right? So it doesn't always have to be higher in the system, but it could be just something like that, like changing up your marketing game that aligns with in a way that aligns with you. I have a client um, she does regular Facebook lives consistently in her business and it works because she's great at, she's a great speaker and a great coach, but speaking is her thing. So especially because she had already set the precedence of these Facebook lives, when 2020 happened, she was still able to ride out the wave of getting clients because she was always doing them. 
But just like that, she also loves speaking on stages and being in community with people in person. So she does retreats, events, and most importantly, she speaks on other people's stages. That is one of her number one marketing strategies in her business because it's so much easier and simpler for her to show up somewhere, get cute, right? And then speak, speak her speak, right? And then sell her offers or let people know the next step of how they can work with her. It really depends on what you desire. But when it's harder, when you make it harder for you to earn money in your business, then you're doing yourself a disservice. When you're making it harder for you to show up in your zone of genius and you're making yourself making a disservice for yourself right in your business and so how can you simplify what you do how you offer things how you sell how can you simplify um your business overall right and so this looks like again hiring that assistant so you can stop wasting your time tinkering on things you don't want to do anymore batching your work if you need to launching that course or that digital product um you know versus doing more one-on-one -on -one work or even charging more for your work, right? What is that you need to do right now um, in order for you to create more ease? Because money loves ease and simplicity, okay? So those are the seven money energetics. And what I wanna dive into with you next is number four, the last and final piece of getting paid well this year is for you to plan to profit. So your goal is to focus on what actually makes you money in your business, right? And I'm gonna cover three areas that you want to focus on and you want to audit in order for you to make more money and get paid well. So number one, your offers. The first thing I want, to do, I want you to do is audit your offers. What are the offers that are actually selling that you can double down on to reach your goals? Because oftentimes we, we are creators, we're creating a ton of things, but only a few of our things are actually moving the needle. So the question that you want to look at, like you, the questions you want to answer to determine that obviously which ones are actually selling right what's actually making you money but also what offers are people buying that they're also getting results from and that you also enjoy delivering because you could have an offer like for the example i shared with y'all the story i shared with y'all earlier like i had the branding and marketing agency i didn't like i didn't like doing done for you work it was fun for a time but it, would it be a long-term thing for me no and so with that being said pivoting into things that really light me up was really important for me. And so although those offers were selling like hotcakes, they weren't the things that I wanted to continue to do. And so if you don't have offers that you love already, then you need to create something that's going to allow you to do the things that you like to do, but also get your clients results, right? And so you want to double down on the thing that's going to get your audience, the your, your clients, the results that they're getting, allow you to make more money and of course, leverage your time and expertise. The second thing I want you to think about when it comes to your offers are, do you have at least one product that allows you to make money from every day? And I don't mean one-on-one -on -one coaching, one-on-one -on -one services, because I'm talking about like something that you don't have to touch or do or change that's going to make you money, whether it's an ebook, an e-course, um, whatever it is, a digital product that you can use to get paid daily from, right? Do you have something you can sell every day to make money from? If not, then you need to set up some time to create something. So for example, I had a client who hired me solely just to help her map out this workshop. And from the workshop, she was able to turn that workshop into a course. She didn't edit anything. She didn't make any changes to it. She just delivered it live, put it behind a paid wall and was selling it for at least two years before she actually turned it into a course with the modules. Because that course was a self-study course that people got to enjoy, got the results from, and she was able to earn from that, right? Again, it goes back to, um, having more ease with your money and simplifying things. So while you think I really want to launch a course, 
um, but you don't have the time or the capacity for it, that's okay. Could you do something different in order for you to bring in that into fruition um, until you have the time to do more of a deeper dive with that, with that process, right? With that product. And last but not least, under offers, I want you to ask yourself, are my rates in alignment with the results I deliver to my clients? This is so important because oftentimes we're not really looking at our prices and, and really just looking at it objectively sometimes. Because we're like, oh, this is working and people are buying and that's great. That also means that there's a demand and you need to increase your rates. But what I really want to stress with for you is this, that you're your own boss. No one's going to give you a raise unless you ask for it. You know the results that you deliver to your clients. You know how you're helping them, not only getting that immediate result from working with you, but you're helping them build a skill. You're helping them set up systems and processes for them to thrive in whatever area that you support them in continuously, right? What you do with your clients, whether it's health coaching, business coaching, um, running coaching, mindset coaching, it's not a one-time event. It's a continuous skill and processes and tools that you're teaching them for them to continue with that, right? And so you should be paid as an expert that you are. And I want to go one step further, share this example with you. If you are a brain surgeon, obviously no one's going to come to you just to get brain surgery for fun. So that means that they need to solve a problem, right? And so if they come to you, they're not questioning your expertise. They're not questioning your prices because they want that life-saving surgery, right? And so they will do whatever they need to do to make sure that happens. Move mountains, get the insurance, pay whatever to make sure that happens because they know that you can help save their life. And yes, while you may not be a brain surgeon, if you are, great. While you may not be a brain surgeon in the work that you do, think about the fact that what you're doing changes your client's lives forever, okay? And so I want you to raise your rates to whatever you feel like your rates need to be in alignment with the results that you deliver to your clients. But if you need a rule of thumb, then I would encourage you to at least increase your rates by 30%. All right, let's move on to our last two steps to plan a profit so you can get paid well this year. Number two, systems. So I want you to audit your systems, right? Do you have what you need to earn money with ease? Do you have what you need in place to earn money with ease? Meaning, if I go to your website that now, is there a way for me to buy something from you that's gonna help me, but also you're gonna get paid, right? Even if it's an hour of your time, right? Even if you don't have a course, an hour of your time, is it um, you know, a digital course, a digital product? Do you have something that I can go on your website and pay you? Or it could be your main offer, that's a straight to pay offer, and that's okay too, right? And so are you making it harder for people to pay you, right? The other thing is if I, let's say you only sell through discovery calls, right? On the calls, are you asking for the payment? If not, when you finish talking to the person, is there an e immediate email that sends out to them with all the things they need to make the payment? Like how easy are you making it for people to pay you, right? Are your checkout pages clear and to the point and they have testimonials, all the things that they need to get, like to make, take the next step with you. So. You want to evaluate your systems overall for the money side, right? How to get paid, but also do you have any automations set up in your business in order for you to actually deliver what you say you're going to deliver with more ease, right? One of the things I used to hate for years that I did, um, I'm no longer doing, but it was like, if I sign a client, I had to do everything from scratch. Like I had to send everything on my own. There was no automation. Have no idea why I was doing that, but hey, it was like the first year and a half or two years. I was like, what am I doing? I got to automate this. 
And mind you, I had a team by then, but I was like, I got to do it. I got to send the contract. Gotta, like, what are you doing? And so what are some of the things that you need to have in place some automations in order for you to get paid consistently with more ease? Okay. Now the, the systems that I want you to evaluate are the actual, actual systems in your business, right? Um, you know, your CRMs, your emails, your payment processors. I want you to evaluate and audit those to make sure that they're flowing properly. The other systems that I want you to do is your processes, right? The SOPs, like what are the standard operating procedures that people, if somebody stepped into your business today, can actually take to make sure that you're still um, in business, right? What are those processes and do you have them mapped out? If not, then you need to start um, mapping those out. Um, And the last one is the human systems, right? Who do you need to hire to support you to reach your goals? So you can step into more CEO role and less of, I got to do everything, right? You want to free up your time and energy. And so again, even if you don't want to hire someone part-time or full-time, could you get someone to come in and batch a certain amount of things for you for social media, for whatever you want to delegate to create, to step more into your zone of genius and less into things that you don't want to do. Okay. So you want to audit those things and just evaluate again, the human systems, the physical systems, right? And most importantly, the, um, the procedures, the processes. Okay. And last but not least, marketing and sales, right? That's the last piece to planning to profit. And y'all know I love this. So the first thing you want to audit are your marketing strategies. You want to focus on ROI-driven marketing strategies this year. So the question you want to answer for yourself is, what are the top marketing efforts that actually get me results in my business? I want you to sit with this because a lot of times we don't have the foundational pieces to our marketing. So then we kind of get caught into whatever, however the wind blows. If it's reels, we're jumping on reels. If it's this, we're jumping on that. And it's like, it's okay to try new trends. It's perfectly fine because you're supposed to be rolling with the flow of how the market is changing, changing. But you should also have your key foundational things that are tried and true to your business that will never change. And that really will continue to give you sustainable growth for your business. And that is the key. You're not doing this for just a year. You're doing this forever long, you decide to keep your business open, right? And so you want to have your foundational tried and true processes. And for me, I know that email marketing is where my conversions happen. That's where I make the most money. That's where people open up their wallets and say, yes, I want to work with you. And so it's imperative for me to focus on growing my email list. That is a marketing effort that is tried and true and standard. How would I do that? So many ways. But one key thing I would do, I will be doing this year more of is running Facebook ads and getting back to guest podcasting. I realized I stopped doing it because I, for some reason, I just like, I need to chill. I don't want to do any of this stuff. Don't, don't even, it's just me being me. But I know that that really moves a needle in my business, like working, um, not working, but getting in front of other people's audiences really grows my business. I get to tap into new audiences, new people, and I get to do what I love the most, which is to talk. And so why am I not doing it? Why am I not doing more of it? Let me say that because I have slowed down on that. And so knowing that and knowing that being in front of those audiences, the the new audiences, but also offering them something free makes a difference and it grows my business, right? And it grows my email list, which is where I get the conversions. And so it's important for you to think about what are the top five or less. You don't want to do no more than five. It'd be overwhelming marketing strategies that I can implement that actually get results and move the needle in my business. Okay. And so get clear on that and double down on those. The second piece to the marketing and sales is I want you to audit your actual sales process. So the it's twofold, right? What do you, where do you actually make the sales? Is it emails, social media, webinars, podcasts, et cetera, right? Where is, where's the money coming from? Where are people actually opening up their wallets and say, Hey, I want to work with you. Let me swipe my card. Right. 
but also in the literal sales process sense, how is your sales process set up in a way that's gonna allow you to make more money? Here's what I mean by that. When you look at your sales process, let's say you are taking sales calls as a part of your strategy. That's how you actually make the sales. People have to get on the phone with you. That's okay. What do you need to have in place ahead of time before the sales call in order for them to start, it starts priming their mind about the buying decision they have to make with you? Because the truth is they don't wait till the sales call to make that decision. From the moment they meet you all the way to that call, they're making micro decisions that's gonna help them lean towards whether or not they want your help. Because let's face it, there are other people out there who can help them, but why would you be that person, right? And yes, you're having conversations, you're tailoring your pitch to that person on the call, but keep in mind, could it be a lot smoother and easier for you to close a call if you had other things set up in, in, on the front end to ensure that one, you're getting quality leads on the call so you're not wasting time, and two, that you're helping them make that, those micro decisions so that by the time you're talking about their particular needs, it's so much easier for them to see what you're talking about because they now understand, oh, this is how what they do will help me, right? This is how I'm gonna be able to see the end of the rainbow, so to speak, right? And so auditing your process, not just the call itself to see if you're you know, improving with your closing of the calls, but really what's the front end piece of that that needs to be fixed, right? Now, on the other sense, if you're doing straight to pay like a course, or even if your services are like, you gotta go to my website and just make a decision for my sales page, then the next question becomes, is my sales page optimized in order for them to make those buying the, the buying decision or the next step. If that next step is booking a call, maybe, right? That's cool, but if that next step is reaching out through a chat service, do I have a chat service? You can use something like Video Ask to help them answer some questions. Can they email my team? Can they DM me? Like, what are the next steps? So you wanna audit these things to make sure that it's optimized for actual results, right? Because what worked last year may not work this year. I'm not talking about rewriting your sales page or breaking anything. I'm just saying, what tweaks can you make right now to what's already working your business to optimize it to make it better, okay? So again, auditing your sales process is twofold, right? Number one, where are you actually making the sales? Evaluating like, okay, I thought it was social media, but it looks like more people are literally swiping when I send an email. So maybe I should double down on growing my list and sending consistent emails, right? And the other side is, okay, once they're ready to make a decision, if they're going to the sales page, are they getting exactly what they need to make a decision? Um, and am I priming them in my content ahead of time, right? For them to make that decision as well. That's the other part. And if it's sales call from the beginning, how am I connecting with people in order for them to make those micro decisions? So by the time they get on the call with me, it's so much easier for them to receive what I'm saying, right? All right. The last two things when it comes to marketing and sales is number one, you want to focus on getting consistent leads. I want to say this and now and in perpetuity, your business should at least at bare minimum be getting at least 100 new leads on your email list. I'm saying bare minimum, 100 people a month on your email list. For most of us, that is not happening. There's no growth, consistent growth. And so then you need to realize, like recognize, okay, what am I not doing when it comes to getting more leads in my business and growing my email list? Am I not prom promoting my freebie enough? Heck, do I, even, do I even have a freebie? If not, then what do I need to create in order for that to happen? Should I be running Facebook ads right now? If not, you know, if I if I don't if I'm not running ads, how do I get started with that? Right? Do I need to be getting into more um, visibility work, like guest podcasting, going on on um, speaking engagements, networking work? What do I need to do to get more leads on my email list? Right? 
you need to be able to get at least 100 new leads per month, 100 new people, okay? So the question you wanna ask yourself is, what I need to get more leads, how many leads do I need to get on a daily to, on my email list? So if you're doing mostly organic marketing, that's totally fine, you don't need ads. But set a goal for yourself. Do I need to get three new opt-ins every day? And if I need to do these three two new opt-ins every day, what do I need to do, okay? Got my freebie. Should I be promoting my freebie every day? So if I do three posts a day on social, at least one of them should go to my freebie, right? So you wanna get clarity around these things because that's gonna keep you on track for you to reach your goals. And the other thing you wanna consider when it comes to lead generation is you may not need a large volume of leads, Maybe you're, you are just doing one-on-one -on -one this year and that's okay, but based on your goals, so let's say your goals is three new clients a month and your closing rate on a phone, on a sales call is 50%. So you need at least six calls book, right? From those six calls, then you need to evaluate how many actual leads do I need on my email list or people coming through um, my world in order for them to book those calls. So that's how you want to kind of break it down because then you have measurable um, steps that you can take. You know that if you post three times a day, like I said, one post goes to your email list. And when they go to your email list, they then drop into the funnel where they can be invited to book a call with you, for example, then you're golden. Then you know that at least based on what you have, based on those numbers per week, you might at least get one or two calls booked. See what I'm saying here? And so it's not just, I want to grow my email list for the sake of that is how does that tie back to your goals? And last, but certainly not least, and most important when it comes to marketing and sales, right? Beyond the marketing efforts and everything I just shared is, is your marketing and sales automated in a way that allows you to make money in your business consistently, right? Do I have an automatic way of making more money in my business or does my income solely rely on my daily efforts of showing up every day? Now I wanna be clear, you're gonna show up every day in your business, right? What I'm saying here is, I'm going to give you two examples. If you are only selling through sales calls, do you have a funnel in place that's inviting people to book a call with you? If not, we need to fix that, right? If you have to show up every day on social where you're like, yeah, book a call with me if you want to get this result, nothing wrong with that. But as you're growing your list, for example, could the people joining on your list be invited to a call with you? Could that be a process? The answer is yes, and it should be, right? And so when you look at your automations, and you're like, because most people that I work with, um, before they work with me, especially for doing one-on-one -on -one calls, they're always like, I don't need a funnel. I'm not selling a course. I'm not selling a digital product. But it's like, you do need a funnel. You, need, you do need an automated way to have those connection points with you so that they can be invited to the next step with you. Because you are a business and people are joining your list, not just for fun. They want information. They want to get help with something, right? It's not just to be in your community, which is great. But if you're not offering them a way to work with you and a next step with you, then you're doing yourself and them a disservice. And so automating your process, I teach my clients this discovery um, call funnel process that helps them book more calls in their businesses so they can get clients because again, their marketing efforts is not gonna be wasted. So if they're focusing on growing their list, in that process, they're still all gonna be able to make money. Now, if you're also doing a course, a program where it's straight to pay, people go and pay for it, then you also need a funnel for that, right? So you need to build out a really um, focused funnel for that offer that allows you to prime your people and get them to the buying decision of buying your, your course or program so that you can start helping them through that way if that's how you're serving your people, right? And so, and you wanna be able to make money every day. It goes back to your offers, right? 
twofolds. Even if you're offering one-on-one, I do want you to have something that you can sell to help people, but also help you earn money every day. But on the marketing automation and sales process, whether you're doing discovery calls or you're doing um, or you're doing uh, straight to pay where people are paying you, you still need a funnel, okay? I know it's a lot to cover, but I wanted to go over this because I think it's really important for us to really evaluate what is really necessary for us to grow our businesses. No longer are we wasting any more time doing things that aren't moving the needle, right? Because posting on social media every day means nothing if there's no end point to it. If we're not driving people to the right actions for them to be able to get the help that they need to to solve the problems that they're trying to solve, right? So it's great to show up every day and be visible, but if you don't have a freebie, you don't have a way to grow your list, you don't have a next step with you, there's no funnels in place, you're doing your audience a disservice and you're leaving a shit ton of money on the table and I want you to stop that immediately. And if you have a funnel and it's not converting at all to the level that you need it to, then we need to fix that as well, right? Just get started, right? I always encourage people, just get started, build something. But as you're doing it, you need to test and tweak and see what's working. If you are pushing traffic, whether it's paid traffic, organic traffic to something that is not converting, then it's up to you to stop for a moment, evaluate what's not working, fix it. And if you can't fix it, get the help that you need to fix it. And I'm always here to help you, boo. Always here. Okay. So I want to thank you for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you rocking with me. I know it's longer than our usual episode, but I hope you got some value out of it. Now, I have a freebie for you. It's called the Plan to Get Paid Well Worksheet, where you can utilize this with more in-depth questions to help you get clarity that you need for your planning and for adjusting your planning if you need to. Um, overall, it just helps you get the clarity that you need to get paid well, period. You can go to fabiolgerardi.co forward slash plan to get paid well, all one word. Again, that's fabiolgerardi.co forward slash plan to get paid well. Okay, so these are the keys to get started so you can get the clarity that you need to, again, get paid well. If you have any takeaways from today's episode and you want to chat with me, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at fabiola.jordani. Um, and I'd love to hear those big takeaways from you. Um, and if you have questions as well, I'm here. So I want to wrap this up by saying, let's make 2024 the year that you show up boldly, audaciously, okay? We are going to have the audacity to show up in the way that God has called us to, in a way to get everything that belongs to us, all right? <laughs> the extra time, the rest, the restoration, the money, the abundance, the love, everything that we desire, we're going to get in 2024 because we're going to plan for that success, all right? So I hope this was helpful for you. And again, if you have any questions or any aha moments you want to share with me, again, I'm at fabiola.jordani on Instagram, and I'd love to chat with you. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and I cannot wait to share more with you this year. Bye, gorgeous. Hey, gorgeous. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Before you head out, I had a quick question for you. Are you ready to get the exact steps to get clients and get paid consistently with your online course or free program? If so, then I have a great free resource for you. I've created this cheat sheet that's going to help you 5x your sales for your course or group program. And inside that cheat sheet, I'm going to walk you through the exact five steps, simple steps that you need to take right now in order for you to start seeing sales every single day with your course or program. And if you're interested in downloading it, all you have to do is go to www.fabiolajordani.co forward slash the number 5x. Again, that's fabiolajordani.co forward slash the number 5x, the letter x. 
the link will actually be in the show notes as well if you want to go download it but go there now and get your your guide so that you can start increasing your sales so if you're ready to 5x those sales for your course or group programs and you want to start making money every day now is the time so again fabiolajordani.co forward slash 5x i'll see you there bye gorgeous